Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Rolling into the second week of the episode for the Lunch Pail Guys sports podcast. Let's just go straight into the episode, though. No news we missed or anything. Tom Brady has unlimited PTO with the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. <laughs> it was one of the perks he gained from his uh, fake retirement. Colin Coward argued that, that Tom Brady, like in fact, should take, a, should take off a game in the middle of the season. He specifically cited the Seahawks game that is apparently being played in Germany this year. <laughs> Um, but he'd be, but he's Colin Coward said he'd be crushed by the media because NFL culture isn't used to players taking a game off for rest, even though every other sport doesn't have those same expectations. Wyatt, what's your reaction to this multifaceted take from none other than Colin Coward? Look, I, I heard the take and not to say that we are called like Colin Coward, but we put together a show and throughout the week we put together uh, a lot of news, and every once in a while when we go into our document list of news, it's pretty bare. And I imagine if Colin has to do it on a daily basis, you have to find some things to talk about. But obviously the take is asinine. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to suggest that players should now start load managing in the NFL. One of the major reasons why professional sports athletes across the board between the NFL, NBA, and MLB have the one of the best jobs in the world is not only the high pay but the incredibly lengthy off seasons they get as well. And this is not an argument that like a 17 game NFL season is not incredibly challenging on your body and mentally. It's not an argument that Tom Brady after 20 years of those games uh, does not deserve to have more time away from the, from the game of football. But he already doesn't spend as much time as everybody else does. Because not only, do, one, does he have the paid pay time off during the preseason, historically, older players get treated a lot differently than a lot of younger players do. Older quarterbacks on a week-to-week basis uh, do things differently to preserve their body. They get put on a pitch count of some, cor- some uh, level. They get excused absences during the offseason where they don't have to show up to OTAs or any training camp or any off-the-field workouts. Uh, sometimes they do things on a different practice schedule. Whatever it looks like, they're given a different level of treatment. And they do the things to preserve uh, over 17 weeks. NBA and baseball play five to ten more games, ten times more games than the NFL does. Uh, And mainly because they can take time off because the middles don't really matter. But given a shortened season in the NFL, they all matter. And it's one of the reasons why we love football. Any given Sunday, no team not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not Tom Brady, should be arrogant enough to believe that they could just beat somebody while, you know, taking the week off or not really trying. Ask the Colts and ask the Chargers how it goes when going trying to make it to the playoffs and playing an underdog. It, it's going to bite you in the ass. I don't agree, Wyatt. I think they're like the pitch count example that you gave, for example, we've never seen, we've never seen anything like that in the NFL. Maybe with Peyton Manning with the Broncos that year when he was hurt and they kind of just rested him until the playoffs and it worked. They won the Super Bowl that year. I feel like there's legitimate evidence to say that it makes sense to, to give your uh, guys a rest. For example, 
look no further than the Bucks the year that they they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, their bye week was super late. It was week fourteen, and after that, so they lost two games in a row before that. After that bye week, they didn't lose a game after that. All their regular season games, all their playoff games. And honestly, the way that the playoffs are structured now, if you're not going to get the number one seed, I feel like you just have to make the playoffs at that point. If you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the bye. Maybe you want home field advantage, but other than that, I feel like there's not as big of an incentive to be playing deep into a game, into a season. But making the playoffs isn't super easy. Even if you're like, if you're not, it will be for the Bucks the though. That's what, it will be for the Bucks. They have a terrible. They're in a terrible division. Yeah, they're in a terrible division, but I feel like it's still not necessarily easy to make the playoffs in the NFL compared to, say, the NBA. And you don't like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just take Tom Brady out of games earlier. Like, if you're seemingly on the way to crushing people, or it seems like there's a, you know, there's some kind of deficit in the game, take Tom Brady out instead of resting him. Because you don't know exactly what games will cause you problems. It does seem like the Seahawks game would be a good option, but who knows? Maybe Geno Smith or Drew Locke will go off. And it's not like baseball or somewhere else where, like, in baseball, you put a guy in and then you take him out and you can't put him back in kind of thing. Whereas in football, you could have Tom Brady in and then you're up by a lot, you take him out. Then say it seems like the other team's coming back a bit. You can put him back in. Just It doesn't make sense to me that you'd give him the week off as a whole unless, say, they were just dominating that season and it was clear that they were in the position that they wanted. And, you know, week 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever, there's a game where you're just like, nah, it's not worth it. I personally wouldn't hate him getting rested. To me, the biggest question is, how much more would it annoy the Bucks players? I think we talked about this like six episodes ago, but the whole thing with the Dolphins this offseason and how it probably rubbed some people the wrong way. Seeing Brady get even more preferential treatment, I think, would be a consideration in the locker room. But I, yeah. what, what I was saying about how he's like already 45 and he's played so many seasons, and I, I think he does, like his body will deserve it. But at that point, I also would understand the, the counterpoint, which is like, if you don't think your body can handle it, then you shouldn't even be playing this season. Mm-hmm. But... Again, mm-hmm. like if the, like Aiden was saying, if the Seahawks were like winless going into that game, I would be totally fine with it. He will deserve <laughs> it. And as quarterback, like one single hit on a sack can can take you out for the season. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's a necessary risk, you know, to play every single game as a quarterback. Yeah. And this is only what is this? This is only our second season in a seventeen game schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's kind of it could be potentially uncharted territory. Also, Bart, I think. If I'm a player and I have the greatest quarterback of all time on my team, I want him ready for the playoffs. I'm totally fine if he's sitting out games personally. I want to, wow. you're probably there to you're probably there to win a champion. I mean, I'm not an NFL player, so obviously never knew in case you in case you're wondering listeners. No. But um I feel like if you're there and you're like, I want to win a Super Bowl, I want my quarterback ready for the playoffs. If that means he takes a game off in the middle of the season, so be it. Yeah, but I feel like it takes the takes some gall to take a game off in the middle of the season unless you're sure of it because what's the point of resting him or taking a day off if you're not going to make the playoffs for some reason or you're going to end up as a you know playing the one seed or something this doesn't exactly. make sense the, for me to yeah i was saying exactly, it feels like to me it's like you you might as well just take that game off week 16 or week 17 or yeah. week 18 when you've like sort of secured your playoff spot already like what's the point of like prolonging 
your play in the season. Like, maybe you play in that game against the Seahawks uh, or whatever, and you then win that game, and because of that, you can rest week 17 and 18 at this point. Like, I think that it just doesn't make any sense to do it mid-season at that point. When is the Bucks by this year? It's right after that Germany game. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I feel like two weeks off doesn't make sense, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I missed the fact that there was going to be a game in Germany. I didn't, I didn't realize I that, actually. Yeah, I know, that's, that's, that's true. That take. Is that the first non-London like European game? Oh, good question. Maybe. I, I would believe that. Because I'm, I'm trying to think of another city that would have hosted something like that. Maybe, no, not Ireland. Mm. No. Hold on, I'll, I got the list up. Um, <laughs> of all the NFL international games. Europe. Yeah, they played in London. They played in Mexico uh, once, right? They played in Mexico once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've just played in London and Mexico. Alright. Expanding horizons. Um, German market. Did you know the that NFL has certain teams that they market to certain areas of the world? The so Jaguars like, to London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaguars. Australia. <laughs> Australia's NFL teams are the Rams and the Eagles. Brazil's NFL teams are the Dolphins. The Canada's so NFL forced? teams are the Vikings and the Seahawks. Ghana's NFL team is the Eagles. Spain's NFL teams are the Bears and the Dolphins. The UK's teams are the Bears, Jaguars, Dolphins, Vikings, Jets, and 49ers. Like, I this don't is know, just, is, really where random. is this data coming from? No, no, because it has to, the NFL is something called the International Home Marketing Areas Initiative, mm. um, where teams have been selected by the NFL to market in specific countries. The Dolphins so, and like, Bears were there for, like, five countries. <laughs> the <laughs> Eagles like, also had a lot of representation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so, like, the NFL is like, oh, okay, our Germany teams are going to be the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Bucks. So we're just going to allow them to market there. Which is kind of odd. Interesting. But the Seahawks are not one of Germany's teams, but they're going to play there. Seahawks were one of Canada's teams, though, so. What? That makes sense. You're, like, You're right there. super close to Vancouver, yeah. you know? Exactly, and the and the Vikings are the other one of Canada's teams, so also makes that sense makes geographically. Hey. Okay, okay, the others do not make sense at all geographically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. what like the yeah. Eagles to Australia? Like why? Maybe it's LA. As far away I guess as you could be, almost. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They like birds. <laughs> the Australians, notable fans of birds. Yeah. Jared, I think if Tom Brady decides to take a second week off, right around the Tom, right around the uh, trip to Germany. The Buccaneers can basically kiss any Super Bowl run goodbye. I don't think you can have wow. both. Why? You can't have both strong. a team morale. I mean, look, Bart said it. He had a sham retirement for for 45 games, and he had the <laughs> Dolphin situation where it's like, yeah, I'm not really bought into this team. And if he decided that he individually was going to, or whether the Bucks allowed it to, uh, that he was going to take that time off, there would be no way that there is the overall season commitment throughout the entire team that they would go and win a championship. Football is incredibly finicky where you can just, like, in a moment, all the momentum, all of the chances that you have are gone. The same way that the Colts were slated to make the playoffs and everybody thought they were going to wipe the Jaguars, and the Jaguars ended up winning, and then they picked number one overall the next year. Like, they, like there is no guarantee that they could even walk into Germany and beat the Seahawks. We all think that they would, but I would also imagine that one, if they lose because Tom Brady's not there, they're gone. And if two, if Tom Brady's deciding that he doesn't want to be around him as much just because he thinks that 
he gets more time off, then whatever. Then then they're done. They're toast. Kyle really Trask, do. Kyle Trask, and the Bucks are going to be marching through Brandenburg Gate victorious, <laughs> just like Napoleon did. I just really <laughs> do not buy. <laughs> <Good reference, laughs> Jared. That one I was expecting nice, yeah. Napoleon to be listened to be mentioned on this episode, but you know, here we are. <laughs> This is what you get right. from the lunch failure yeah, podcast. Exactly. Exactly. You want your yeah historical it's references. Background right there. Our history major, yeah, coming <laughs> yeah. to clutch here. Um, but I do not buy the narrative that <laughs> his teammates, that Tom Brady's teammates, would be mad that he would take a game off. He's Tom Brady. I yeah, feel like exactly. he's done enough yeah. at this point that his teammates are happy that he is here and it's not Kyle Trask. And he's 45. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who else has been a 45-year-old quarterback? How old was Brett Favre when he retired? He's the only one who oh, I can think question. of. It was close. Like, I think it would be understood from that standpoint. I don't think the team, he'd lose the team as a result of it, I guess. You also probably got a lot of those guys paid, too, didn't I? I bet, I bet you at least some of them got pretty good contracts. I can't think off the top of my head, but yeah, pretty good contracts. Another thing he gave them is, is a Super Bowl ring, obviously. And we're going to finish off with maybe the first jewelry segment of Lunch Pail Guys podcast, but one I'm pretty excited about, actually. We're going to power rank the top 10 NFL Super Bowl rings. Um, Lucas has the honor of the number one overall pick, the best Super Bowl ring. Whose is it? So I want to first shout out Tiffany and Co. for making most of these rings in the history <laughs> of the NFL. Not a sponsor. Good for them. Affiliate Not link a sponsor. But no, I'm just joking. But if, no if you link. want to sponsor us by giving us lots of free jewelry, listen, the, the door is open. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, you know, a nice chain or something like that. I don't know if Tiffany makes chains or anything like that, but still, I take one. Anyway, sort of delving into it. Number one, um, I think the most recent one, like, I mean, I've looked through all the Super Bowl rings and I think the 2021 LA Rams have the best Super Bowl ring. First off, there's a whole stadium inside of the ring. You can open it up and there's a scale model of SoFi Stadium inside oh, the ring. Mm. No other ring comes close to that level of intricacy. The 2021 Buccaneers one has a little stadium on the inside, but it's not in color and everything like that and, like, a model of SoFi. So I think that's pretty cool. Bart, you were going to say something? Uh, I, I was just going to say, if, if you were analyzing what was inside the rings, you delved deeper into this than I did. Yeah, yeah I didn't know there was anything I inside these rings. Good work, Lucas. Yeah. I, you, you open up the top of the ring, and there's a model of SoFi stadium in there. Pretty cool. But... Beyond that, the ring itself, I think it's just really cool looking. It's got some, like, local LA... I feel like a lot of ones don't incorporate, like, local parts of the city. The Rams one has some palm trees in the background. Uh, I think it's got a pop of color. I think while, you know, we have our own feelings on the Rams logo, I think the colors of sort of blue and gold go nicely with the diamonds and everything. I don't think it overwhelms you with the amount of diamonds on it. I think some of them do. Some of them go a little too heavy into, like, the silver and diamond aspect of it. I don't think the Rams one does. Um, and so, yeah, I think it gets points for the intricacy. I think it gets points for just, like, looking clean and nice overall. And for that reason, I think it's the best Super Bowl ring. Uh, by the way, fun fact about the ring, the actual model stadium is made with the turf from the field of the Super Bowl. No, That's crazy. No, I'm serious. Yeah. There's a, sorry. Because I didn't, yeah. No, I just, I didn't love that ring initially. And I think you've convinced me that I was wrong. <laughs> That one was in my top ten, but I felt like there's too much silver on it. Yeah, so I I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it hurts my eyes a little bit. Was my one gotcha. complaint. 
though i think that's <laughs> like i think that was might just be the image i'm looking at of it because a lot of them are are bright they're diamonds absolutely. yeah they're diamonds yeah um i have the second also, overall pick by the way if you oh. there's a, there's another layer underneath the wing <laughs> that has a piece of the game ball as well in it this sounds like that's where's this cool. data coming from this, um, <laughs> the rams wire.usatoday.com slash rams slash rams super bowl ring facts details thank you for the exact like stop and ask themselves how much is too much what yeah exactly where do we stop yeah that's what the Jurassic Park quote about. Like, they didn't stop to think about whether they could. Or should. Should. <laughs> Only if they could or whatever, yeah. Well, All right, Jared, what's up? I'm glad they made this ring here at number two. <laughs> this is my first overall ring. I think it's the Super Bowl 44 New Orleans Saints ring. Mm-hmm. The Saints a have, like, a really good color scheme already for a, a ring. And just, like, they're kind of, like, I don't know what their official color is. Like, bronze, it's kind of, like, bronze, goldish. Yeah. But it looks really. It just looks really nice. There's not too much silver on it. Um, it's got the the Saints logo too, like the what's it called, the fleur de lis. Um, yep. Also, just looks like it's it's regal. So you know, it looks good on a ring. And um, I think it's like decently unique in that it doesn't look like the newer rings, which are. I think the the more they've been doing this, maybe the lees getting more money. I guess the rings are starting to look better. But this one is one that like looks really good. But it does not look like the same aesthetic as the really new, like really recent rings. Yeah. So I have this one at number two. Yeah, I mean, I like that one. That's a great one. Yeah, I feel like it's very like classic, like timeless looking. Yeah. And you're right that the Saints are definitely predisposed to have a good ring because of their colors. But... Yeah, exactly. It just pairs so nicely. Yeah. Aiden, what about number three? Okay, so I have Green Bay from Super Bowl forty-five here. I think this this ring is a prominent raised G in the center for, for Green Bay, in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> on top of a, a deep green background um, with a nice gold accent surrounding this big G. Um, but there's a level, level of like texture and volume here that I haven't seen in a lot of the other rings that makes it really fun to me. Like The green background looks like it's almost glowing because it's, it's back there and it reflects off the diamond. Um, and so I really like the effect that that makes. Um, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers only has one ring, but I think it's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the texture and volume. We're starting, yeah, to, get yeah, some, yeah. We're starting to gain a vocabulary. For this. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're working our way through it. Oh, Mouthfeel. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, wrong, wrong that mouthfeel. <laughs> 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 the mouthfeel of this ring. Of the ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. I've never tasted a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt, what about you? What's number four? <laughs> I'm going to go with the 2020 Buccaneers. Look, oh, I can, I'm can. i going to take the argument that there might be a little bit too much gold on it because the word world champion is harder to read from a distance. But I'm going to mm. give them extra bonus, bonus points, not only for the color. I love a good use of color on a ring with the Bucks logo right in the middle. Um, but this is the first ring to, to embrace that opening, opening up detail in the NFL. So they did it, and then the Rams did it the next year. So inside they have the little scale model of the stadium that they used. Funny that the both teams that use the model of the championship stadium, it's also their home stadium, which I think is, mm-hmm. is also kind of like this fun little touch. Mm-hmm. And inside the stadium, there is one additional diamond where they celebrated, they did the post-game celebration stuff. So bonus points on top of mm-hmm. bonus points on top of bonus points. Again, it's fun that it's their own stadium as well. So I think it's mm-hmm. a cool like little baked-in detail for that. 
So mm-hmm. the Rams probably, or excuse me, the Buccaneers 2020 for their uh, for their ring. Yeah, I really like that. I was really hoping no one would take it because that's one of my favorites as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I'm a sucker for one with the stadium on the inside, but I think that just like <laughs> the colors match really nicely with the Bucks 2020 ring as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Bart, what about number five? Uh, okay, kind of just to shake things up, I'm going to delve into the colorless era. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm going to go with the, the Cowboys from Super Bowl 30. Yeah. Uh, I really like the cow. Oh, did you want that one, Aiden? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll change <laughs> it. <laughs> no, Never I, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> I realized looking at these that I just am a, I'm a big fan of the Cowboys star on these rings. Like it just looks so fitting. I don't know what it is exactly. And this one especially, I like how it's like no color. It, it looks like a ring almost that you could see like being sold normally. Like it's a ring that wouldn't look as off-putting being on somebody's finger. As like mm-hmm. the Bucks one that yeah. we just talked about, for instance, which I like. I also realized I'm a huge sucker for symmetry in these. Like, there are some where they have like you know how they put the, the trophies in for the number of Super Bowls you've won, and there were teams that had an even number of trophies, but the trophies weren't all evenly sized or something like that. <laughs> this one is beautiful. It's like the star yeah. split into five with the five things around it. It's just perfectly even. I like that a lot. So colorless, yeah. but I think this one's cool. Yeah, that one was on my list yeah. too, actually. I mean, yeah, it's a five-point star is their, like, logo, right? And then it's yeah. their fifth Super Bowl. It was just made to be perfect. Anyway. <laughs> um, back to Lucas, number six. So part of me wants to choose the Eagles one here just out of sentimentality, but I'm not going. Even though I think oh. it is a good ring. Like, really I think good it's, one. like, a top it's a ten one. ring. A but I'm not going to choose it because re- I'm going to go even older school than Bart on this one to the to the less color era. I'm going to go to the 1978 Pittsburgh Steelers one, Super Bowl thirteen. I think it's just an overall really good ring. Uh, it nicely incorporates the Steelers logo. It's one of the first to do that, to like incorporate the team's logo. So it has, you know, the Steelers logo. It has those three stars, which I learned in my research, is based off the U.S. Steel, the company's logo, which also had three stars, each representing how Steel, one, first, lightens your work, two, brightens your leisure, and three, widens your world. So that's what the three stars represent on the Steelers logo uh, for U.S. Steel. But... It is one of the first rings to incorporate the logo, so it has those three stars, and each of which has a diamond sort of in the center um, to represent the three titles the Steelers had won up to that point. So yeah, overall, I think it's a really great ring for a few reasons. I think it's clean and elegant. I think it has a lot of diamonds, but not an overwhelming amount. I think the sides are really nice. The one side is the Steelers' helmet, which I think is a cool little touch, and the logo on the ring is nice, and it represents how many titles the team had won while incorporating the team's logo itself. So overall, Super Bowl thirteen mm-hmm. Steelers ring. I'll put it at number six. That's a good one. That wasn't on my list, but I do like that one. Looking mm-hmm. at it again. Um, I'm going to go with a Steelers ring again, too, actually. Super Bowl mm-hmm. 43. Um, this one has more color on it. I'm, I guess I'm a, just kind of a sucker for the colors. It's got the, the yellow, the, the magenta, I guess, in the blue. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely a li- like a little more gaudy, like unlike the Cowboys one that Bart just mentioned, right? Like, you... If you saw somebody wearing this, you'd be like, what the... Like, you could never... You'd have to be... It'd be, it'd be kind of weird. But still, it's... I just think it's a really pretty ring. It's got a little bit... It's got a lot of gold in it, too, or bronze. And yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's just a really good one. Is it their right. six... Is it their six Super Bowls? So there's, like, six little circles on it, too, maybe? Yeah. Right. The so, six yeah. rings yeah. represent the six Super Bowl. I had this yeah. one on my list as well. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think that's just a really slick one. Really nice one. The... the there's there are Steelers, like, three colors. Really... Pop right, the color, yeah. yeah. The Steelers, yeah. they have a ton of great rings. 
They do. In, in yeah. their history. Man. Aiden. It's been nice being able to design your team of rings. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Six times. A, a hypothetical yeah. Vikings ring would look it's beautiful. Be probably would. The purple, purple's a regal color. Take solace in that. Mm, yeah. that super regal. It'll open no, it up. It'll open up I know, now. I know. <laughs> you know it's going to open up when they get one. <laughs> There's going to be a and Viking that comes out and like kills yeah, you. Yeah, if we go far enough down the road, <laughs> <laughs> eventually the technology is going to get farther. <laughs> it'll be a hologram Viking. You know that comes out exactly. It's a virtual you. ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about number eight, Aiden? Yeah, it's getting tricky at this point. There are a lot of ones that I like, and I, the Eagles one that Lucas mentioned is a great one. There are a bunch of Cowboys ones that I liked, uh, but I'm gonna go with the Raiders from Super Bowl Eleven, which is a very simple ring. But I think the Raiders like color scheme and whatnot really lends itself to the ring. It's just like a black background with a like a large diamond football with a couple diamonds surrounding it and then one large diamond in the center of the football and i think there's something about the like simple but slickness of the iconic raiders black with the silver it's another like team's color scheme that really lends itself to a ring that really works well and even though it's one of the older ones it looks very like classic to me yeah, I think the Raiders consistently put out good rings. I had the 83 Raiders ring is a good one, too, that I put on my top. 83? Which Super Bowl yeah. was that? Yeah, that's... 15? Uh, so, Probably 15. I, yeah. I, I had a 15 listed as well. Oh, gotcha. But, yeah, but looking at them too. again, actually, yeah. I like the one that you talked about, Aiden, more. <laughs> yeah. I don't like... The, the shape of it looks, like, super rectangular, and for some reason is off-putting. I think it's more wearable than no, a lot of the other rings because mm-hmm. of the shape. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, the one I have was Super Bowl 18, actually. Mm, like Super Bowl 18. Gotcha. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, the three footballs on it. Oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Um, Wyatt, number nine. Really tough. So initially I was thinking, like, is the wearability kind of come into a factor here? Could you wear it out to the grocery oh, store? And very quickly I also figured out the answer is no. No, there's not a single ring that has a, a decent amount of wearability to it out in the open. Here's the honest truth. I'm stuck between the 2005 Steelers and the 2018 Patriots. And Bart, I think oh, you'll appreciate the Patriots ones. I think you'll appreciate <laughs> this, Bart, is that the the both of them do have a level of symmetry to them when it comes to the way the oh. championship rings are set up mm. or the championship trophies are set up. There is baked in um, bonus points here because they had won multiple championships, which means I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think the Steelers one is very cool. But I also think the Patriots... Which, which, the, which Steelers one? The 05. Again? 05 Steelers. Okay. Mm. I like the way the trophies are set up. Here's, here's why I get the, the bonus points. Uh, mm. They get bonus points for me for the, the Patriots one. It's because at least for Tom Brady, when he looks at all of his rings, he's responsible for all of the, the Super Bowls. <laughs> and you can see that there's a different number of trophies for every single one of them as, as they start to grow. And they're all they're all kind of developed in the same similar fashion so as far as like being a part of a set i think it looks really well done i think the word world champion around the edges is not a uh, super gaudy as some of the other ones and of course like having the six trophies on there i think is a really really big flex along with your super bowl <laughs> ring hmm. itself i can appreciate it i can respect it this is the, the 2018 patriots yeah. one yeah gotcha. i mean all of the all of the whole patriots set uh, is, is like they look pretty similar to each other. They all look yeah. Really from cool. from one to six, yeah, being all like as a, as a family, if you looked them all together, you, it looks really nice. Yeah. So you get bonus points. Have we 
have we talked previously about the fact that um putin pretty much stole like the 2005 super bowl ring from robert Kraft. yeah what i know wild story that yeah Kraft was on like a state visit i guess to or i don't know if it was corporate or state actually to russia and visited with putin and he showed off his new ring because they just won the 2005 super bowl and putin took it and he pocketed it and he said apparently okay he took the ring then he said i could kill someone with this ring like joking apparently and then put it in his pocket and left the room with his bodyguards and then george bush called Kraft to tell him to say it was a gift so that it didn't become an international incident oh my gosh anyway (laughs) absolutely wild story dude First, so, why would yeah. you bring it to Russia? Right. Honestly, yeah, though, do not, yeah, come on. Rule number one of Super Bowl rings. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Doesn't he know? That's just some confidence. Yeah. He knew he was getting also, more. <laughs> Putin is ex-KGB, right? He was not joking. That was like... Exactly. Very he, he would, like, exactly. If you try to take this back, back I will use this Yeah, that was a real you. analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the image of Robert Kraft being there. And Putin just walking out <laughs> with his bodyguards and crafting like, wait, what? Like, what's going yeah, on exactly. here? It's the wild scene. Wild. Anyway, God. What about uh? What about number ten, Bart? Bring it home. Yeah, to bring us home. So I was gonna talk about the Pats one from two years prior, but I think we've we've covered the Pats bases. I'm gonna close this out with the Broncos from Super Bowl Fifty. I think this one just <sighs> pops. It's it's mm. it's nice. You don't like this one? That was one of my least favorite ones. I think I think, <laughs> I think the combination of the colors is nice. I like how they have the little blue background on the horse. I like the fact that the horse yeah. is eye. I, there was another one, the uh, one of the Seahawks ones, where they used a yeah. bright green stone just for the eye. I think mm. that kind of effect is cool. And then I don't know. I really like the 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 tinge, the tint of color yeah. that they used for the lettering, like the way that the fifty balances off against the the jeweled background. I yeah. think looks very nice. I can understand why this one might be yeah. an eyesore for you. I don't know. It features orange, and in my opinion, orange is always an excellent color in literally any <laughs> medium. I used it as a reason for liking the Dolphins jerseys, I think. <laughs> so, anyway, I think, I think this one is cool. I am sorry, Jared, yeah. if that's not up your alley. The reason I don't like it is I think the eye just looks really weird and off-putting. Same with like the Ravens ones that have an the eye Ravens color. The Ravens ones look yeah. like jank. Yeah, they but look kind of weird. The, the Broncos one does not bother me as much from that standpoint. I think it does look pretty gotcha. sleek. Yeah. But I, I can see it, Jared. I, yeah. I, I understand both both points. <laughs> this is a dumb question. To be Who's fair, Pat? it is in tradition for all the other Broncos rings. They also have an orange eye. I yeah. yeah. I thought that when I was doing my criteria, it, if the logo, if they put the logo on it and they put diamonds in it, and it was not super like clear and detailed, it, it was completely off my list. So like you said, like some of the Ravens <laughs> ones. I think there was an Eagles one as well. I just I was not really happy with because of the way it looked uh, with yeah. the diamonds. So <clears throat> super risky, especially if it's an animal. Yeah, it's super risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, beggars yeah. can't be choosers. I'd be happy with any one of those rings. I don't think I'd <laughs> accept <laughs> it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You could take this one back. Um, if it's your sixth Super Bowl ring, then maybe do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well that's going to do it for this episode we appreciate you guys listening go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at lunchbellguys underscore as well as leave us a 5 star review on your favorite podcast listening platform again we appreciate you and we'll see you guys all next week